Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you? Well, I am thriving. It was my first full week, not at the bar. So it's been officially seven days since I've worked there, which has been just splendid. Um, like I told you, I'm prepared for today. I have my coffee, my iced tea, and my wine. Because we're knocking some episodes out since we're both getting ready to go on vacation. Um, and this week, I just spent a lot of time at concerts. Like, a lot of, like, shows. Like, local stuff. Not anything crazy. Um, I went to two of Caitlin's shows. One was an Originals, uh, which was very cool. I'm sure one day in the near future, I will post a video on one of my social medias. But my uh, automatic go-to is I just take all the videos and then just, like, send them to her and then never look at them again. Right. But, surely i'll like post something so the rest of the world can be involved um yeah and then i did my meetings with my clients i met with jack and with caitlin um i had a great time i feel like we're really like getting the ball rolling and then friday i went to another show for patina hershey and the scooches which is my t-shirt today Yay! we just signed them at the well we're signing them on monday by the time this comes out they'll have been signed um nice. but uh, we're signing them, and they're just incredible. So, like, very bohemian feeling. But, like, the music is not that way. It's a lot of bluegrass, a lot of, like, gospel yeah. sound, um, a bit of, like, folksy stuff, a little bossa nova. Like, it's wild. And so I went to this really cute bar called Zinc Bar on Friday, which used to be the Cinderella Club, which I had never heard of. Nope. But it is one of... It's one of, if not the longest running music venue in New York City. So very nice. Very cool. Um, yeah, so I've just been like really diving into all my music this week and, and you know, doing doing a lot of work outside of work, but stuff that's fulfilling and not just like draining. draining. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? You know, um, I got my car back immediately after we nice. recorded this podcast basically no like last week i was having the worst day ever um worst weekend ever but my car mm -hmm. came back and it was um ex almost exactly what i thought was wrong with it but then it was cheaper than i thought it was going to be to fix it so that was lovely and i officially yeah. got got in contact with the Department of Education at my school to go back for classes. So nice. I'll be starting my second, well, it's not a whole second master's program. It's just an additional certification on my master's program, but I will be starting that in the fall. Congrats. That's so exciting. Well, okay. I haven't officially put the application in yet, but like, because I just didn't fill out the paperwork, but it's, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, so that was very exciting. Those were my I'm so, exciting I'm so things. Proud of you. It was like a very good, exciting week, but like also in like the most boring, businessy way. <laughs> I get that. Totally get so, that. So it was like all these good things happen, but they're not like exciting stories. It's just like here are the things that I did. I love it. Yeah, you do what you can. You do what you can. Exactly. Um, but. In terms of just doing what we can, because if anyone mm -hmm. could see the lead up to us actually getting to record today, you would know that in life, we're just doing what we can. Um, 
Well, don't worry, you're going to get a sneak peek. How can we do better? (laughs) So here's the thing. I just realized all of my quotes I saved are on my phone. So I will have um, really terrible quality camera for like two seconds while I tell you how we can be more spiritual. So we were so prepared. So prepared. I'm so prepared. I have all of this information and then I didn't put it in the right place. Um. okay are you ready yes she was unstoppable not because she did not have failures or doubts but because she continued on despite them bo taplin i'm obsessed i me too i i worked hard for these uh spiritual quotes we're recording two stargates today so i'm doing two quotes but i worked hard for these today um, okay, let's switch it. back to like better camera. So if you're oh. listening, you're fine. If you're watching, sorry. <laughs> While Courtney's fixing her face, uh, there you go. Beautiful. Um, There's something you. Uh, we are going to be talking today about Stargate SG1 Season 3, Episode 19. And if you will remember our teaser from last week, uh, Courtney had watched the episode and I had not, which <laughs> is never how that goes. Isn't um, that wild? <laughs> wild um and the teaser was that you won't care and you won't so let's just do this um nice mug thanks the episode was called new ground um and it was rated 7.5 stars which is like a solid too high point yeah but it's a solid point lower than last week like last (laughs) week was like 8.5 this was like no i guess i guess fair it's like the second lowest of the season what was the lowest again i don't remember i know it was 6.9 but i don't remember which episode it was it was was, (laughs) this episode wasn't terrible it just wasn't No, that's the thing that's the thing is it wasn't terrible but this (laughs) season has been so good and so consistent that Mm -hmm. it feels terrible because of what it's up against if this episode had been in season one we would have been like oh my gosh this is an eight point episode absolutely no question so um oh no seth was only rated 7.2 and then oh the demons one was the one that was 6.9 i still think about seth i feel like that might have been rated lower than i feel like it should have been that i felt like agree but i also um think that the demons episode is rated lower than it should have been because while the Mm -hmm. episode itself might not have even been great I think there are themes that were presented in that episode that are important, like even to like next week's episode. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's how I feel kind of about stuff is like, I, when I watched it, did not care. It was fine. Yeah. Love a cult, love a cult, but yeah. it, every, like I keep deep, like I just go off on spirals all the time and I keep just finding how like set or Seth or yeah. whatever, like, iteration of the name so it's so, so prominent yeah and like so i'm like well, oh my gosh that was like such a big deal yeah <laughs> no i feel like it at all we'll get into it um in next week's episode because next week's episode um i have so much to say um but even the demons episode i literally it took me like three hours four hours to watch two episodes of stargate today because i just kept pausing it to talk to my mom about like deep philosophical and moral issues i was having um mm-hmm. 
including about the way religion is portrayed in this show, but like (laughs) not from an angry point of view. I was like for a show that is not religious or political, these comments that it's making are very religious and political. (laughs) Quote unquote, not religious or political. (laughs) Right. I was like, but these comments that it's making are very, um, this episode, not so much. So like, let's, we're going to rein that back in, but, um, yeah. It came out on February 18th, 2000. The top book was the same. No, that says the top song was the same. Top song was the same. The top book, because I was like, why is John Grisham written for the song then? Nope, it's not. The top song was the same. The top book was The Brethren by John Grisham. I don't know anything about it except for that it's a thriller about the CIA and it's by John Grisham. So like, I could have told you all of that because it's by John Grisham. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, So. And the top movie um, could only have been the top movie for about 45 minutes. Because I swear to God, I've never heard of this in my entire life. It was called Hanging Up. Okay. And it was a comedy starring Diane Keaton, Meg Ryan, and Lisa Kudrow playing sisters. And I haven't heard of this. Exactly. Like the fact that it was the three of them playing sisters in 2000 and I don't know what it is means it must have been awful. Right. Right. So that's why I think it came out this day. Everybody flocked to Hmm. see it because it was the three of them. They realized it was trash and then it never touched the top (laughs) again. Like that is how that played out in my mind. Because I've literally never heard of this. And this is like roughly mm. Valentine's weekend, and this is probably like a rom com if I had to guess based on the cast. And yeah. so, like, I'm sure this was like the Valentine's weekend movie everybody went to see. So right, that definitely tracks. Mm, that makes sense. Um, also, I lied when I said that this episode did not have huge political and um, religious uh, undertones. This is the episode that I have things to say about that. I have a lot to say about the other episode too, but like, this is the. Now that I'm looking at what I just wrote, mm-hmm. I'm completely lying to you. Um, what happened on this day, the only thing I could find was um, that there was a lot of controversy in the news um, due to a mandated anthrax vaccine in the U.S. military. I've never heard about this anthrax vaccine, and I definitely remember the anthrax scare. Right. Um, same. But then I was like, watching this episode and some of the things that they were saying and knowing that this came out at a time where we were worried about (laughs) anthrax. And I was like, oh, my God. The episode was bad, but like not not bad. The episode was not great. But there was a lot happening. Um, There was a lot happening. Also, there's a lot happening in the next couple weeks with directors, because I don't know what happened here, but this episode was directed by a man named Chris McMullen. No, that's not a person we know. It's not. Um, He is known primarily for his work in the camera department. He was a steady cam operator as his main job. Um, He has worked in the camera department and this show for quite some time. Um, He has about four cinematography credits. And this singular episode is his only directing credit ever of his career. All right. 
Stargate was like, sure, take a chance. You've been here for ages. Go for it. Right. I have heard of people in the editing department and the writing department moving into directing. I've heard of actors moving into directing. What I have never heard of is a steady cam operator moving into directing and then never doing it again. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to give it a go. And he was like, "Mm, not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Um, the only information I could find about him, I did stalk his LinkedIn and still found no information about him, um, except for that his nickname is Gramps. Oh, Gramps. Yeah. So Gramps starts at this episode, and I don't know anything else about him. Um, it was written by Heather Ash, who we have had before, and it was edited by Brad Rhines. Um, our guest star is Richard Ian Cox. He played Nyan, and he was and he is known for Dino Trucks, Spy Kids Mission Critical, and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Which Spy Kids was that? Was that like that's, one of the films? That's, or that's, that's the cartoon the, series. That's okay, the, car- the cartoon series. Yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna ask. If you could not tell from those lists, he really only does voice work what it sounds like yeah um, good for him though find your niche yeah. he is originally welsh which you would not know from listening to him talk in this episode mm-hmm. but also my favorite weird fact um i have two weird facts about him one because he's welsh this is weird he has a tattoo that is the welsh dragon holding the british flag now, I don't know if you know a lot about the inter-country <laughs> politics in the United Kingdom, but most people who love Wales enough to have the Welsh dragon tattooed on them don't want Wales to be a part of the United Kingdom anymore. Um, they so seem much fa- friendlier with Ireland, from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, to the point where when Prince Charles, King Charles now, but when he was Prince Charles was installed as the Prince of Wales... Literally, he had to go to school in Wales for like six months and learn Welsh for them to be okay with him being named the Prince of Wales because they don't like England. So the fact that this man who lives in Canada and works in the U.S. film industry has a Welsh dragon with a British flag tattoo is just the most baffling combination of things that I could have ever like put together. Yeah, but that it is very strange. Gets weirder when I tell you my other fun fact, just to make this man more of an enigma. When he was 16, he was basically adopted as a surrogate grandson by another actor, and he then worked very closely with and basically became family with this actor and like hung out with him for the rest of his life. And that man was Mickey Rooney. I was ready for you to tell me someone from that was French. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Nothing makes sense anymore. But this also doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> so. Uh, wow. So, um, Richard Ian Cox, he um, also has four children. Um, I don't think his wife is famous. I looked at her name and it meant nothing to me. So I don't think she's famous. Great. Um, but yeah, so just a, a weird, weird man. But yeah. And now for a weird, weird episode. Um, so we start with some people excavating a gate um, that starts to activate. 
and uh, they have no idea what's going on. Um, SJC sends a melp through, and Nyan, the boy who was excavating the uh, gate, tries to, like, feel the gate, and that is the funniest thing of him, like, sticking his hand in there and being like, it doesn't feel like water. No. Wait, baby. Um, No, sweetie, it's not. We find out that Sam programmed the computer to periodically redial cartouche addresses that hadn't worked in the past. And because of the unburying, this was the first cold dial that actually hit. And that feels like a detail we should have had earlier. That Sam is just like, I'm just going to keep trying. I totally miss that that's how they got here because, yeah. first of all, it's a week ago. But that feels like an important thing because, like, this definitely sets us I do not know if this is where we're going, obviously. This totally sets us up to hit in a really scary area where, like, Apophis is already at. Apophis goes in. I don't know. Whatever. Right. They go no, in but and, like, like, bring out the Stargate, and they show up in, like, this ma- Right, like, places battle. that they've already buried. What about the places that yeah. they buried the gate for safety? Right, and then they come, right, and then they come back, and then I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, this really sets us up for a lot, so it should have been I don't know if they're going to do it. And if they don't, missed opportunity. But Right. Um, then the Melp sees Nyan and Daniel like tries to talk to him through the Melp. Um, and they start to have a conversation. And he is not scared or un- or like phased by the Melp. He's just like, are you a mechanical being? And so Daniel's like, well, they have technology and they understand things. So we should obviously go talk to them. Sure. Sure. Which is not the craziest conclusion Daniel's ever come to, but it's also not the best. And Jack goes, so how about we don't? Because I spy with my little eye, not a DHD. Again, good one for Jack. Like that is very important information. And they like, I feel like they just didn't harp on that enough. Like they mentioned it, they get there, they mention it again. And then they never like, Mentioning yeah. it until towards the end, I felt like. So, General Hammond is like, okay, I am authorizing the mission, but you also need to take a nap at a reactor with you to power up the gate if the DHD is nowhere to be found. Right. Okay, cool. We have contingency plans. Um, Which is important. Yeah. Daniel tells Naya that they're going to come through, and um, Malin, who is the girl who was with him, uh, runs away to tell the others... And Nyan is like, please don't do that. They're going to kill them all. Such a tattletale. Right. Um, they, so they come through the gate, and Nyan is shocked to find out that they are human. And we learn so much about this planet. We learned that on this planet, there are two rival continents, which is the first time that anyone has ever addressed the idea of people living in multiple places on a planet, which I have harped on before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone aside from you. <laughs> yeah. And um, on this planet, there are two rival continents. They have differing theories about history, which the trivia for this episode said that that is an allusion to creationism versus darwinism in terms of how they think the two things got there i personally felt like it was much more a comment on the war in the middle east Mm. see i was i'm not familiar with the war in the middle east in the 2000s i assume it's similar to 
to now because things don't change much, yeah. unfortunately. Right, right. Um, but I do definitely see the like creationism versus evolution. I think that you is like too. I do too. When I read that, on. I was like, okay, I see that. When I read the the thing, I saw that. But and in the moment where they just explain what the two theories are, I for sure got that. But a lot mm. of it was um had to do later with the way the commander was dealing with the concept of the war that i was like oh this is yeah cool great that makes um, sense yeah um very but well so, could be both so the continents are at war um and basically one continent the one that these people are from and are currently on believe in the quote-unquote creationism story and they believe that they have always been here and that this planet is the first planet that humans existed on and blah 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 and the other people believe that there was a gateway and that aliens brought them to this planet for them to settle mm -hmm. nyan's people or nyan's people arrive and attack sg1 but teal'c and nyan get away um Nyan's people are called Petrosians or Petrosians. I didn't actually know how they said it, um, but I also have a friend whose last name is Petrosi. So I just kept writing Petrosians and like Petrosians. <laughs> and I was like, that's for sure not what they're called, but that's what I'm going to write. Okay. Um, but so we can call them that. It's okay. So Teal'c and the Petrosian shoot each other and Teal'c is not looking so hot. Yeah. 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 Um, Malin tells the leader back at the, with the rest of the SG-1 team, Malin tells the leader what happened and he like doesn't believe her and he assumes that the SG-1s are ob objectrins. I also don't know what the other continent was called. They kept saying like things that made me sound, made it sound mm -hmm. like they were called object people. And I was like, I don't right. know what that means. Um, so okay. these ob the object people using psychological warfare to mess with them and like convince them that this piece of like archaeological whatever was the gateway just to like cause more problems. So Jack is like, okay, but if we tell you how to use it and like show you how the gate works, uh, you can believe us. And if it doesn't actually work, then we'll just take our stuff and leave and no skin off our backs. And instead, they uh, stab him in the neck with needles and knock him back out. Because mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. um, he puts them in a quarantine field, which is apparently some kind of weird force field that you cannot get to on the ground. You have to fly into it. Yeah. Uh, Nyan finds Teal'c back on the other side there and says that they need to get out of there but Teal refuses to leave the rest of the team because Teal will never leave the rest of the team and then we find out that Teal is blind which like blew my mind because you know little little junior usually heals pretty quickly and this feels like like a one-stop type thing because he's had like multiple parts of his body like broken or injured and they like relatively healed quickly together and this is just your eyes like i understand it's connected to your brain stems and whatnot but like it's just one part it should have healed faster right like yeah yeah but no no no. yeah you were absolutely right to be concerned by that we find out later why 
like it actually happened and like what was going on. But yeah, no, the first thought of Teal'c being blind is very concerning because the only reason Teal'c wouldn't heal is if something was happened to Junior. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to Junior, Teal'c just dies. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, back in the quarantine field with the Petrosian's blood analysis comes back and proves that SG-1 is human, but they don't have any of the blood markers that the Petrosians have. So, like, they're not from there. And so the leader, who I believe his name was Rhaegar. I just called him leader guy. I called him leader guy for most of it. And then toward the end, I realized (laughs) that some of the soldiers were actually calling him something. And I'm pretty sure it was Rhaegar. Ah. Um, But Rhaegar says um, that that just proves that they're the object people, the object people and the medical officers like, but like, what if they're not? And what if we use some logic? And this is where I felt like it was a very intense political statement because his response was, first of all, he said, I have read the book from beginning to end. I know it's true. And that felt hella like a statement on, like a statement on radicalized religion, Mm -hmm. like in, Mm -hmm. in all cases of like, not just one religion but in all cases of radicalized religion that was a statement and then his follow-up to his own personal conviction was that he would not be wrong about this war because then he couldn't as a leader justify the war anymore and that was a political statement on foreign powers in the middle east if i have ever heard one Yep, that tracks, that tracks. Because if you remember... For war's sake, not for any real reason. Because if you remember, um, 2000, which you said you don't know a lot about where the Middle East was in the early 2000s, but for those of you who need a quick history refresher, 2000 was about the time where the U.S. had just finished aiding the Taliban to get rid of the Soviet powers taking over Afghanistan. Well, they weren't the Soviet or Russia again by that point, but Soviet powers, the Taliban helped free Afghanistan. The U.S. helped with that. And then the Taliban took over and we all know what happened next. Fun fact, very, very brief, I promise. Please go read into this because there's a lot more that I didn't know about. You may know, but I didn't know about the um, with afghanistan before 2000 um Mm -hmm. 2001 Mm -hmm. it was like uh mid 90s like this had already like they had already tried to attack us and people just like didn't listen and it was bin Laden like the whole time and there was like one guy so ended up sadly dying at 9 11 very small brief history go everyone go look well into it. so the the book that my sixth graders are reading right now is a fiction book but it's based on a, a true family like a family and things that happened to afghani people but the the father in this book left like was living in the u.s getting his phd in agriculture and then he went back to afghanistan to aid the taliban when the taliban was trying to destroy the poppy fields in Afghanistan that were leading to the rampant use of 
um, opioids and the drug trade taking over Afghanistan. The Taliban got into power by trying to release the country from the drug trade and then just kept mm-hmm. going. Interesting. Yeah. Just like yeah, there's Hitler, so much just, that I had no like, idea. Just like about. Hitler got into power by trying to aid the country sure. from the fall of World War One and then kept going. People yeah. are always like, how could we let this happen? Nobody just lets that happen like that. It happens a little <laughs> bit at a time. And so, like, this guy who was like, I refuse to be wrong because then decades of people dying will mean nothing. Yep. Yeah. Even if even if you don't accept that you're wrong, the decades of people dying still means nothing because the war has to end eventually. Yeah. And somebody has to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was so stressed out watching just that scene. <laughs> just that scene. I was like, yeah, I I did not even compare and contrast because I didn't know the specifics enough for the year 2000. Yeah. But it all makes sense, all tracks. And then I was also, then I was like also getting mad because I was like the whole idea of like who, which, the fight over whether someone was created there or just brought there. And then the whole like, question of israel and palestine and who is right in that and like i was just like this is so aggressively political without ever even saying anything that's happening in the real world that i literally that's why it took me two hours to watch this episode because i was having like an existential crisis that's totally okay so many of these i also thought about the fact that this episode was 23 years old and we are still in the middle of that same existential crisis in the middle east right Right. That's why when you said that, I was like, I think that's still now is still similar to then, but I just don't know enough about then to know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Love it. Love to see nothing changing in the world. Yep, and people still dying senselessly. It's fine. Totes fine. Um, for those of you on audio only, that was just really awkward moment of silence that is really only justified if you can see my face. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Nyan takes Teal to a cave for safety um, and tells him a little bit more about the Petrosian's belief. And this book that Rhaegar had been talking about um, is a book that says that, Nef- that Nefertim is their creator. And Teal'c was like, Nefertim, the blue lotus? And he was like, yeah, how do you know? And he goes, God fucking damn it. He didn't say that, but he, he said Verbatim. that. Yeah, um, he was like, nah, fam, um, actually, that's not a god. Uh, that's an alien, and I fought him, and he's dead now. So don't, don't want to be that person. Um, do we know, is Nefertim like... An Egyptian god or a Greek god or no? Nefertim is Nefertim. It was another name that Ra used. 
Um, and that's that's uh, what that's what Teal. That's is how we saying. tied into Rod at the end. <laughs> yes, that's what Teal is okay. saying about. Yeah, that's what Teal was saying in that thing about um, Nefertim, the Blue Lotus of Ra. He was talking in his whole little speech there. He was explaining that Nefertim is just Ra. That's how we know he's dead. Somehow, I still kept them as two different people. I knew we mentioned Ra, and I was like, I don't know, maybe that was another guy that he was like against, like mm, yes, Nefertim no, no, got it, got it, yes, super. Um, it's okay. When he first said Nefertim, I was like, oh, yeah, Nefertiti. And then I was like, that's... So that was also my thought. I was like, that's not anything connected. <laughs> um, Actually, no. Is Nefertim raw? He's, the Nefertim is the blue lotus flower. His parents... Does that even mean? Sorry. Um... Nefertim, this quote on Wikipedia that is talking about him, says, Ra is like Nefertim from the blue water lily to the nostril of Ra. I don't know what that means. Nefertim is the daughter. Nefertim is the son of Set and Bast and is the god that was worshipped in Memphis. And, um, one of the existing busts we have of King Tut, he is depicted as Nefertim. So not Ra, then. Not Ra. Interesting. But they were definitely huh. talking about Ra. I think right. the thing. I think the thing that Tilk said is what I just read about the nostril of Ra. Ah. Which is. Hmm. Still confusing to me. Um, <laughs> I pretend I know everything about Egyptian mythology, and I, I when don't. When Adam was absorbed by Ra, Nefertim came to be considered as a separate deity. Oh. So Still Nefertim. closely associated with the newborn son. So they are technically related. But hmm. Adam or Adam, A-T-U-M, was apparently another one. And then um, that person was absorbed by Ra. And that's okay. when Nefertim became a separate deity. Which makes sense in Egyptian mythology, but I don't know that that's what they did with the Gwauld. I, um, I don't understand else? that enough to know what they did. And I don't understand what they told me enough to know if they are the same thing. Um, but I'm on ancientegyptonline.co.uk uh, if anyone's interested in researching more. Yeah, um, I just want to picture Nefertim as a flower that is stuck in Ra's nose. So I like it. Yeah. Um, Not even like a piercing, just like stuck straight up there. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, Perfect. He like sniffed a flower and then he sniffed too hard and it got stuck. And it's like the uh, the uh, Lorax flower. Yeah. yeah. It's got people living on it. Yeah. Love it. And the, <laughs> the humans are the people that are not stuck inside. Absolutely. I love it. We figured it out. <laughs> the, the imagery in my head right now is... Um, anyway, uh, Nyan says that he will take Teal'c to see the other scientists as proof so that they'll believe him. And Teal'c's like, I'm not your proof. Like, that is not what this is. Um, my friends are captured. I will save them. And then it's like, oh, your stomach is bleeding. Like, let me help you. And he's like, don't fucking touch me. 
Yeah. Um, so Nyan leaves him alone and Teal's like, wait, no, don't leave me. And he tries to follow and he gets uh, hurt even more. He walks into a wall and now his head is bleeding and it's actually actively bleeding, which is not a thing yeah. that we're used to for Teal. And I literally paused the episode and I was like, mom, he needs to find somewhere safe enough to get into Kelno Reem. That, yes, correct. You're correct. Yeah. Um, the rest of the team are in electric cages. And uh, Teal'c is trapped in the cave and scared. And, like, they had this weird, like, scene of him just, like, basically crying in the cave while everyone else was in the electric <laughs> cages. And I was like, what are we doing right now? Um, so the angry leader, Rhaegar, is interviewing the SG team and the... Um, the graphics on this were a choice as well. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes that were happening here, where it was like in the middle of sentences, they were switching who was talking. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I genuinely do not understand the direction of this episode at all. Maybe that's why I, this man never directed another thing. I was like, just about to say, <laughs> I get it now. I get but it. Um, I'm sure he had a very long life as a steady cam man, though. So, like, Find your niche and stick with it if you need to. Right. Um, But Jack is being a jerk, but like in the best way ever. They were like, what is the blue liquid if it's not water? And Jack just goes, magic. (laughs) And I was like, I partially can't tell if Jack's being a jerk or if Jack just genuinely doesn't understand enough the science enough to say anything else. I'm going to guess that. I think because I I would also be in that case, I believe. I would be like, yeah, not water. Don't, what is it? Magic. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> um, and then Daniel's like, Neverton's not a god. He's an alien. I don't, I, I don't know how to break it to you, but that is what had happened. And so then yeah. they like shocked him like with a cattle prod. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Nyan returns to the cave and finds Teal'c um, messing around in his little pouch, trying to check on Junior, and he's like, you are an alien. And Teal'c's like, yeah, about that. Um, the rest of them promise they're Definitely humans. not. Definitely <laughs> not aliens. That's, that's all me. All me. Um, Which, like, doesn't sound very convincing. <laughs> and, like, Nyan totally is like, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. I got it. I believe yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, mm, um, okay. And we find that's when we find out that Junior was severely damaged and will need to like heal itself before it can heal Tilk. And uh, Nyan's like, it's okay though, because I have this thing that I can like laser your eyes and give you your vision back because it helps recreate the nerves that you've lost. And I was like, yes. where the fuck is that in our technology? Ugh, truly. Maybe that's what that laser eye technology is when you get rid of your contacts, you go. Oh, basic eye surgery? Know. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Basically, um, that's what it is. He has LASIK eye oh. surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know um, so. The Petrosians take Daniel out of the cage and ask him to explain why they have a dead soldier, and he's still like, I could not fucking tell you. And I was like, thank God. That for once in his life, Daniel's actually like sticking to the lie. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes he caves. Sometimes um, he spirals too. Like, oh man, bless his heart. Um. So then, Nine tells Teak that the Teak Teal that the military 
will probably just like kill the whole team and destroy the gate. He's like, they don't really like to be wrong. Right. Tell you everyone's that. just gonna die. Like it's fine, but everyone's just gonna die. And the they don't really like to be wrong, so they will destroy the evidence was also a comment on <laughs> the military. A lot of the um not not just the military, I don't I don't imagine imagine it no. expands to uh no but not I mean, not legal. just the u not just the u.s military for sure but i mean like yeah. how much of the british museum is stolen right yeah mm-hmm. great um Good so, the Ni- so the nyan uses the device to repair um Oh, um, no, I skipped. Oh, but he wants to use the device and Philip uh, doesn't really trust him because he still thinks he just wants to use him as evidence and that he's trying to further his career. And Nyan says all this stuff about how um, any scientific advancement is an advancement, um, whether it is pro what we believes or not. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because so many, I was like, man, I wish some people would listen to that today. Um, I was just, I was just having a field day with this episode. Um, And then, so Pilk was like, I trust you now because that sounds like something Daniel Jackson would say. Um, (laughs) You you must be like a real scientist and not a jerk scientist. So yes, you can use the device to repair my visual cortex. Um. Then back in the quarantine zone, they're basically like electroshocking Jack to death since no one will like give them any answers. And um yeah. not great. Then all of a sudden, because the team has not checked in, the Stargate activates again. And um Hammond goes like opens the gate to communicate and like they use the walkie-talkie and Rhaegar is like, Who the fuck are you? And he's like who the fuck are you? Yeah. Um, and then he's like, I want to talk to Jack. And he's like, nope, you can't. And then the Melp is getting images to like picture them in their cages. And um oh, and Radar's like still saying that it's a trick. Like he's still like, this isn't real. This is not a gateway to another world. They're just trying to mess with us. It's like the denial is strong with that one. Like Um, there's actual evidence, like visual, physical evidence. Right. You're still denying it. Um, Mm. Nyan and Teal'c are on their way to the camp to rescue the team. Now that Teal'c has his eyesight back and he gives Nyan a Zat gun and Nyan's like, I've never used a weapon before. He's like, you'll figure it out. (laughs) At least show him which way to point out. And then then I guess. Which that's the other thing. He was like, I've never held a weapon before. And then he picked up the zap. And my personal comment was, like, I have a zap, and I did not pick it up that correctly the first time. <laughs> so don't tell me that you've never held a weapon before. Right. Props right. master. But he's probably also, like, never seen any other weapons other than zap guns. Like, we have guns and other things yeah. here. And he probably has no other reference, so he's probably, like, seen it happen. Yeah. Um... 
Oh, um, Rhaegar, once they realize that the MELP is moving to get pictures of the team, um, Rhaegar basically tells Hammond that if they attempt any rescue, he will just kill all of them. And then he arranges to have them moved to a more secure location. Um, Teal'c and Nyan attack a shuttle to get access to it so that they can fly in and um, they deliberately fly like they never fly to ship before, flown a ship before. Um, and I was like, either Teal'c is still blind or he let the dumb kid fly the ship. And my mom just goes, or it was on purpose. And I was like, probably that one. Cause they I mean, liter- they literally hit the side of a mountain and bounced off. Yeah. I mean, but like this kid like bought in so fast for someone who doesn't know anything about like battle. Like, yeah. He's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I believe this one guy who they said they were all humans. Turns out he's an alien. So we've already called him one lie. Right. And, like, he can't see. I don't know if he's any good or not. And he's now telling me everything I've ever known is wrong. I am in. No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. not going to lie. That is probably the least believable thing about this episode, is that there's no no hesitation on Nine's part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they fly in, they trick the guards, and then it just start attacking everyone. Um, while they're all attacking, Daniel dials the DHD, which they have, by the way, found. Um, <laughs> and Teal'c uses his GDO to make sure that the iris is open. And then they get Nyan out with them. There's a big battle scene where everybody's shooting each other. They get to the infirmary. Teal'c's okay, and Nyan's okay. And Nyan's going to be allowed to stay as a refugee. And they offer him to do work with Daniel as his research assistant on the base he can't do anything else but he's very good at that so he is very good at that and um in news that i would normally not tell you because i guess it would technically be classified as a spoiler but i don't care we'll never see him again we will never see him again (laughs) yeah i figured that out i i didn't look it up but i did indeed assume that we would never see him again based on the show's track record so excellent wonderful i I, I try to have faith, but this yeah. episode was so poorly received yeah. and the storyline was so unnecessary that we for sure will never see him again. Yep. Um, so other than the thoughts about Christianity and Darwinism <laughs> and my own notes that I made through the whole episode, there's no trivia. Um, yeah. There is one piece of trivia where people were mad about... Um, Nyan specifically sent, saying something about only stunning people and then shooting the same person twice. And I was like, that was an editing mistake. Not a, don't get mad. The character, it was not a character error. He did not kill someone yeah. with a Zach gun. They just edited the clip wrong. I'm just, yeah. just <laughs> throwing that one out there. Um, so yeah. Ooh. Would you like to punch? Oh, the leader guy. No question. He was so Perfect. stubborn and so wrong. That, like, yeah. ugh, I, ugh, don't get me yeah. started again, because I could yell about him forever. I am going to punch Melon, because she was supposedly a scientist who mm-hmm. also cared about discovering things, but then was like, I'm just going to immediately run and tell the military. She's like Kevorkian. The worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. 
Um, I'm working on something. I was thinking, who was Hitler's doctor guy that did all the terrible stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Definitely starts with a K. You were right on that part. Um, hmm. Just working on someone who does like the right to die stuff. And while he's still also very out there, it's a very different situation. It's a very different out there. Um, my problem is all I can think of is Nuremberg, which is not his name. It's just the trial. So not right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Who is your MVP? For all the complaining I did about him this episode, Nyan is my MVP because he did really like help save the team and move forward and they kind of got what they needed and were safe because Absolutely. of him. Even though he made terrible life choices for himself, he did make all the right choices for the team. So, correct. Um, yeah. I picked Teal'c because despite the fact that he was literally slowly dying in a cave, he was. It was family over everything. He was yeah, picking. He the would team. have been my other choice. Yeah. For sure, please. Um, this was not a very long episode, but to be honest, I think we talked more about my feelings on the political climate of the Middle East than we did about the episode because there wasn't a ton to say about it. Fair. Uh, really fair. Next week. I will also have a lot of random shit to say about my personal feelings about things. Um, Great. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes I just get carried away. But my sneak peek is that we are headed back to the main plot line. Woohoo! So there's that. Yeah, so you have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, we also obviously have um, a Thriller Thursday to look forward to in between those mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. And I guess... Coming up on the end. Yeah. Yeah, we sure are. Um, yeah. So if you have any thoughts or feelings, if you also um, felt very strongly about the political or religious commentary in this episode... Um, you can send us an email at deathandaliens at gmail.com or follow us and contact us on any of the social media at Death and Aliens. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13. And with that, we'll see you later this week. Bye! Bye.